Hi, welcome to the Metabilis 2 podcast, episode number 28. I'm David, and we have a special guest on this episode because Ben is out sick. He finally succumbed to the lurgy, and my son Elliot graciously agreed to join me here. So welcome, Elliot. Hi, Dad. Hello. I'm Elliot. <laughs> so, Elliot, uh, yeah. you hear the big Doctor Who news this week. Yes. Capali's leaving with the next season, season 10. So he's going to be leaving after the Christmas special. Yeah, the Christmas special this December. And uh, any thoughts on that? Do you think it's uh, time for him to go? Um, I could have watched another season with him. Mm-hmm. You've been doing a rewatch of Series 9, haven't you? Yeah, I watched the run through The Magician's Apprentice through the end of the Zygon Inversion. And how was it the second time around? It was better than the first time. I wasn't a huge fan of it the first time. So what what improved for you? I think being able to see the stories as a whole instead of its individual episodes help. I prefer watching the episodes in movie format where mm-hmm. I get the whole thing at once. So you don't like having the cliffhanger episode like the Zygon Inversion, Zygon Invasion? Cliffhangers are fine, but it's hard to appreciate the whole story until you've seen it. Do you think it's easier to appreciate or better to appreciate the whole series as a whole rather than on a week-by-week basis kind of view Moffat's uh, story arc as one continuity? His story arc was kind of a non-starter, the hybrid. Right. Well, I don't even remember what was going on. Mm-hmm. I guess it had something to do with the return of Galfrey. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really care about that. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed the the stories. Which one of your rewatches now that have you kind of have a better appreciation for? I have a much better appreciation for The Magician's Apprentice, The Wishes, Familiar. Mm-hmm. It wasn't well served by having uh, the cliffhanger and then having to wait for the next episode because the first episode was total build up without any of the payoff. What did you think about that episode? Well, the thing I really liked about that episode was kind of more the second episode, the which is familiar, the teaming up or the pairing of Missy with Clara, I thought was enjoyable. I just like that Missy kind of had the upper hand at all times with Clara. Yeah. I also liked the part where Missy pushed Clara down the hole. I thought that was amusing. I, l- I think I liked it because it reminded me of classic Who, like a return to Scarrow. We have Davros. We have the Daleks. Something about the second episode just reminded me of the classic series pacing. I think one of the reasons is that it's a two-parter and it's same length. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what, how do you feel it compares? Like, I think the obvious comparison would be Genesis. Um, It's... A lot more average than Genesis. It's definitely not as good, but I didn't see the point of seeing Daros as a child. I would have preferred just to see the adult Daros. Mm-hmm. Those scenes didn't appeal to me. They just seemed kind of corny. I don't know. Did you like the kind of uh, kisses to the past that Moffat kind of wove in there with like the clam lines and yeah, those type of references? I don't care. Okay. <laughs> so what did you make of the Capaldi entrance in The Magician's Apprentice where he rides into the medieval arena on a tank? I don't know why people call that his entrance because he 
was in the very first scene with the young Davros, but I enjoyed that scene. I thought it was a nice, long, well-paced scene. I like the guitar. Uh, it's good to see that um, that's something that Capaldi's bringing to the role that none of the previous Doctors would have done. <laughs> so I like it that it's something unique about him. Oh, okay. Before I did the rewatch, I did not like The Magician's Apprentice, The Witch's Familiar. I preferred Under the Lake. Mm -hmm. Kind of liked um, Zygon Invasion, mm -hmm. Sleep No More, mm -hmm. Heaven Sent. So those were my favorites going mm -hmm. into it. Out of ones I've seen recently, I liked all the two-parters. The only story I did not like was The Girl Who Died, The Woman Who Lived. Oh, what about them that you didn't find enjoyable? Um, I didn't find the setting interesting in either of them, and the actress who played as Shilder was in Game of Thrones. Maisie Williams. Yeah. And that was a big draw for a lot of people, that um, a Game of Thrones actress, especially Maisie Williams, was in it. And for you, that wasn't... That wasn't a draw. Mm -hmm. I mean, she was okay, but I didn't see the point of including that character in the season. It just didn't do anything for me. I think she was there to be a foil for the Doctor and a companion or a comrade for Clara at the end. I think that's why this character was introduced. I can see that, but... I think that they should have just left Clara dead and faced the Raven. Hmm. I thought that Hellbent was just not a good episode, just rehashing that and then a different ending. Mm -hmm. I think it would have been stronger if her ending had been in Face the Raven. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of a cop out. <laughs> so what do you think Moffat has in store for series 10, his final series? Well, he has Nardal in store for us, so I'm looking forward <laughs> to that. What do you think? I don't know. I'm not sure what, what he has up his sleeve. I wonder what will trip up the Capaldi Doctor into forcing a regeneration. Yeah, and you're not a fan of regenerations in the Christmas special. Uh, that is true. I really do not want to have to deal with the Doctor's death or you know regeneration in the Christmas special. I would much prefer if they followed the Series 1 template where the Doctor would regenerate at the end of the series so in this case episode 12 and then we have our first episode with the new doctor with the christmas special but i guess series 11 won't be until late in 2018 like in the fall yeah almost another year <sighs> that's terrible i really think there should have been a season last year in 2016 mm -hmm. and that Chimnall's first season would have been this year. They sort of lost their momentum. <laughs> well, I think Moffat and Gaddis were busy with Sherlock, and Chris Chibnall was busy with Broadchurch season three. And so if they wanted Chibnall, and if they wanted to have anything going on with the show at all, they had to let Chibnall finish up Broadchurch, and Moffat wanted to focus in on his Sherlock franchise. Uh, did you hear anything about the last season of Sherlock? No. How about Broadchurch? Nope. You've seen Broadchurch, so I what do you think of... I saw the first of, season. Yeah, what did you think of that? I thought it was excellent. Really? Yeah. It starred Tenet, right? Yeah, that was one of the main reasons I liked it. <laughs> How was the writing? Because I doubt Tenet is going to be cast by Chibnall as the next Doctor. 
The writing was good. It was a slow-paced story. It was just really involving and gripping story. Yeah, was it mostly focused on, like, RTD focused a lot on characters. Moffat really likes twisty um, plots that kind of fold in and on to themselves. Is is Chip Noll, do you think, a more of a character-driven or a plot-driven writer? Does he try to strike a balance? What, what's your thoughts? It seems very character-driven to me. Interesting. So almost a return more towards an RTD-type style? It seems closer to RTD's style than Moffat's style. Mm-hmm. Any more thoughts on Capaldi's departure? I was a little bit surprised because he seemed like he was really enjoying playing the Doctor and that he wanted to stay for a long time from what I had heard, so I was surprised. On the other hand, it shouldn't have come as a surprise because modern Doctors tend to leave after three seasons or four years, and it's been basically the Troughton curse (laughs) since he left. (laughs) The Troughton curse? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. So what do you think about him leaving? Oh, I'm really disappointed because I was hoping to have the Capaldi doctor with a Chibnall showrunner and have a uh, kind of a crossover that way. But that's something we haven't had in the modern era. Okay. You know, I was very curious to see how Tennant's doctor would go under Moffat, you know, because Moffat wrote some very good episodes for the Tennant doctor. Yeah. So I was hoping that we would see Chibnall with Capaldi, but it's not to be. Yeah. Now, I've read or there's been some speculation that I've read on the Internet that Capaldi might have been asked to leave because the ratings haven't been everything that the BBC has wanted and they're hoping to get a younger actor in the role. Yeah, I heard those rumors. If so, that would be disappointing. I hope they don't cast someone to recreate the Tenant era. Mm-hmm. I think they should cast someone completely different from any previous Doctor. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Because if you want to recreate the tenant era, why not just bring back tenant? You know what I mean? Right. And I'm not sure you can recreate the tenant era, and I'm not really sure that tenant would want to return. Yeah, he seems to have moved on. Right. After the 50th anniversary special, he said he really likes to space out those returns, like, to keep it special. Yeah, I don't blame him. Yeah. I would like to see more multi-doctor stories. You would? Yeah. <laughs> which doctors? I really enjoy those. Oh, which doctors? I like to see Davison, Colin Baker, Tennant, you know, anyone. Anyone return? Yeah. Well, I would really like to see some more episodes just exclusively with Paul McGann. You know, if if we ever have another off year, I really would like to see two or three, maybe four episodes featuring Paul McGann. Hmm. I mean, he's okay, but I wouldn't be as excited about that. Hmm, okay. I think he's a great actor, and I think we've been robbed, effectively, of some television performances of the McGann Doctor, and I think it would be really fun to see McGann, what he would do under the Cardiff Wales BBC production. Yeah. I think the ship has already sailed on McGann's Doctor. He's done plenty of audios, and he's appeared in many books. He was the Doctor for... About seven or eight years. Okay. But I can understand wanting to see him back. But I think it's really hard to judge him because I've only seen him in the movie and I can barely remember that. Mm-hmm. 
but I really don't know what he would be like. His most recent TV performance as the Doctor in The Night of the Doctor, I think, was absolutely marvelous. That would be Mm -hmm. what I'm judging on and the Big Finish audios where he also did a stunning job. So I think those two reasons are why I would like to see McGann back doing the role on television. Yeah. Like this past year would have been an excellent time, I think, for two or three specials. But I know the BBC doesn't want to dilute the brand or have two current doctors. Yeah. So instead of having the new doctor cast at the Christmas special, keep us in suspense and have 2018 be specials with Paul McGann. I think that would be fantastic. But of course, it's not going to happen. So (laughs) Yeah, I don't know about specials with him solo, but maybe a multi-doctor story. See, I'm just not a big fan of multi-doctor stories. Why not? I don't think they work very well. But of course, I know one of your favorite stories is a multi-doctor story. Yeah, I think I've liked all the multi-doctor stories so far. And what is it that you find interesting or um, likable about them? Um... What What is it that I find interesting and likable about them? Yeah, what is it? I think it's at its best when you focus on two or three doctors together with, like, in the three doctors or day of the doctor. Mm-hmm. So you can focus on their relationships. When you get more than two or three, that's when the problems start showing up. You can't handle that many doctors, that many lead characters. Hmm. Terrence Dix did it pretty well in The Five Doctors. He was benefited by Tom Baker not wanting to appear and then time scooping him out of Shada and kind of keeping him in limbo. That worked, I think, pretty well. Why? Because it reduced the number of doctors that you needed to write for. That's true. I think the biggest thing that story was missing was Tom Baker. I would have liked to see him back in that one. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Since William Hartnell was gone, you could have substituted that role of Tom Baker and had still had a four-doctor story. Mm-hmm. So you didn't like the recasting of Herndale? He was fine, but I didn't really see the point of bringing the first doctor back if you didn't have William Hartnell. Okay. I don't know why people are calling for like the return of previous doctors when the actors are dead. Mm-hmm. It's just just wouldn't work. Well, maybe they're hoping that they can do what they did in R- Rogue One. I saw that movie and it looked really fakey to me. Even with all that time they spent on it, it just didn't work for me. Why not? Yeah, it looked fakey. Um, I didn't see why he had the the moth had to be in there at all. Like, I don't think anyone would have missed him if he wasn't there. Don't you think there would have been questions because the Grand Moff Tarkin was running the Death Star in Star Wars, which happens almost immediately after Rogue One? That's probably why they did it, but I wouldn't have cared. I mean, for non-Star Wars fans, like people who aren't obsessed with it, I don't think anyone would have noticed. In fact, I'm not sure they noticed that the CGI was used to recreate them. I think either way, it would have just passed by them. Interesting. Okay. And so you like the Day of the Doctor and the Two Doctors. I guess those are our most recent multi-Doctor stories, right? Right. That's, that is true. They are some of my favorites. And I don't think you like either the Day of the Doctor or the Two Doctors. A Day of the Doctor is okay. I just think it's not as epic or wonderful as people make it out to be. But then I'm not a fan of multi-Doctor stories and I'm not a fan of Moffat's later type of writing. So it doesn't... His later type? Yeah. What do you mean by 
uh, his writing when he became showrunner. I, I liked him much better when he was being edited or at least uh, um, under the the showrunner of RTV. Me too. I thought he was okay then. Pretty meh during the Matt Smith years, but I think he's gotten, I think he's improved mm-hmm. actually with the okay. season eight in particular was definitely his best season. Oh, okay. Interesting. Well, maybe we can touch upon that the next time you stop by and visit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I really appreciate you filling in for Ben on the Metabilis 2. Yeah. I think I enjoyed that more than I thought I was going to. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. And you've been listening to episode 28 of the Metabilis 2. I've been David. I've been Elliot. And thanks for listening. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Metabilis 2 podcast. You can reach us with email at metabilis2, as a number 2, at gmail.com or on Twitter at metabilis2. And again, that's a number 2. Hope to hear from you. Bye.